Welcome to episode 24 of the Connect the Dots podcast. I am so excited to introduce you to my friend Jen Brazil today. I met her at Blistem last November and this has truly been a year in the making of getting us together just due to schedules and all the craziness of 2020. Uh, we finally were able to sit down a couple of weeks ago. She is the host of the Unhurried Life podcast on on all podcast platforms is where you can find her. Uh, but she used to be a professional photographer. She used to be a teacher. She is a mom to some amazing little children. They are the most precious things in this world. They are so cute. And she is just a very sweet soul. And I know that you are going to love her just as much as I do. And not to mention, she has some amazing tips to share with us and some amazing resources. So be sure you check out the show notes after the show is over so that you can get all of the things that Jen talks about in our conversation today. Last but not least, before we dive into the intro and into that conversation, I just want to say thank you to everyone who is listening today, whether this is the first podcast you've ever heard of mine or you've listened to all of the episodes. I just thank you so much for your time. And if you could, please go and leave me some stars in a review. I would really appreciate it. Um, all of your feedback really helps me to make sure that I shape this podcast into something that is beneficial for you. All right. So without further ado, let's hit that intro and dive into this conversation. We'll see you on the other side. You're listening to the Connect the Dots podcast with me, Heather Balseric. This show is designed to help you navigate your career, understand your customer's experience, and bring us together as we learn more about our communities. So tune in, turn it up, and get ready to connect the dots. Hello, Jen. Hi, how's it going? Good. It's so good to see you. It's good to see you too. And good it's, to have girl time. Oh, I know. I think it's been, let's see, Blistem was back in November of oh, last year. Yeah. So it's, this has been a year in the making. I know. <laughs> Isn't that crazy how life happens like that? Absolutely. Well, Jen, I'm, I gave a little introduction to the, to the listeners a second ago, um, just about kind of how we met and, and all that fun stuff, but I want to leave all the good stuff, um, about you and your business and the things that you do. I want to leave that to you, uh, yeah. to explain. So will you please introduce yourself to yeah, my well, I have to, I have to start off by saying that when we first met, I just, you know, we met at a big event. And when you go into a big event by yourself, you have so many feelings. Like we can't even talk about all the feelings that you have. And the fact that we ran into each other and just clicked. And basically I knew I could count on you the whole rest of the time to be my buddy and to be there. And I just felt like we had so much to share and so much in common. So that's a huge thing when you're at one of those events and you're going through all the, all the feels yeah. You know that you have someone right there. So you're solid, dependable. And so I'm just, I'm so glad that we got to meet. Um, okay. So a little bit about me. So I was, I went to school, I went to college for elementary education and did not take a single business class. I don't have any idea who my advisor was, but I probably didn't even have one. I just was like one track going to be an elementary education, going to be an elementary teacher. 
that's what I'm going to do. I did that. And while I was doing that, I was taking pictures with my dad's old film camera, just for fun. I had done it in high school, taken some photography classes, learned how to develop film and with chemicals and everything. And I just kind of kept doing it and did not give it a second thought about business. And somebody, one of my roommates, I think in college asked me to take her engagement pictures because, you know, in college we're all poor and she just was like, Hey, will you do this? And I said, sure. So I did it for free. And then her friend asked me to do her, their engagement pictures. Then a couple more people and a couple more people. And then one of them was like, Hey, do you do weddings too? Cause now I was kind of like farther away from, I was farther away from the people that I knew and I still wasn't charging. And I said, oh my goodness, wedding? Like your wedding pictures? You want me to take pictures of your wedding? Are you sure? <laughs> so anyways, that all, once that hit, I was like, well, gosh, that's going to take, I mean, I'm going to be there for a long time and I have to sit down and edit all these pictures. So I think I probably should charge you like 500 bucks, <laughs> which is like nothing, nothing. I basically was probably working for like a dollar an hour or something looking back on it, but you have to start somewhere. And I was just so excited that someone was going to pay me to do something that I loved. And as an elementary teacher, 500 bucks was probably like a third of my salary for that month. And so I happily did it and just kind of evolved from there. I was still teaching. I started learning and I started kind of, um, at that time, there weren't really podcasts. There weren't, I mean, there were some blogs on photography business, but not really. And so I kind of just started looking up books. I read a ton of books on what to do. The E-Myth Revisited was a great book when starting off for foundations in business, especially from someone that had no business experience whatsoever. Um, I knew how to juggle and I knew how to teach the ABCs and (laughs) all these things that I learned in college, but didn't really know how to do it in real life. And so kind of fast forward we, I transitioned into full-time photography. I left teaching with my, when my husband and I moved to a new town and I grew my business exponentially. I brought on, um, someone to help me manage all of my brides and make sure that everybody was getting communicated with appropriately and efficiently and helped with editing and helped with marketing. And then I hired some associates under me because people were, my prices had gone up and there was still a demographic that was asking for wedding photos. And when Erin, we kind of live in a college town. And so I thought, well, maybe I can have somebody do, you know, I know what it's like to be in college. And so I wound up getting four associates under me that did weddings and one that did families and graduations and stuff. And then I took on I still was probably doing about 15 weddings. They were a lot higher end and my business hit six figures really quickly, which I was just kind of like, oh my goodness, I never imagined. Um, In the midst of all that, I wrote a book to help empower other women to create a small business from home and kind of just wrote down the, the skeleton of what I had learned. I didn't go super in depth into any one thing because you know, I just wanted people to get a good round framework for what they needed to do. And then after I I started having kids in there also. (laughs) And so when I was, after my second was born, I decided that really my husband's job was extremely demanding and he did not have 
much time at home and the time that he did have at home, I was asking him to watch the kids so I could go photograph a wedding. And although I loved doing that, I loved being with our family. And I just thought right now when our kids are so little, I really need to be home with them. So I toyed with the idea of letting my business just be my associates and me taking a back seat. But I just decided that wasn't really the right thing because my business was called Jim Brazil Photography. And I, I just felt like I needed to be part of it. And then I knew that if I wasn't taking pictures, I was still going to be working my tail off on the back end of everything. And so just decided um, when I was, it was actually coincidentally, it was like a couple of weeks before I got pregnant with our third. And I decided that I was going to put photography kind of, you know, let it lay low for a while and just kind of be mom. And of course that lasted for four seconds because I couldn't (laughs) just do that. And I got this notion that I needed to start a podcast and I needed to start talking to women that also were starting a business or were, you know, wanting to just figure out ways to simplify motherhood, regardless if they had a business or not, and to live more present with their children and um, kind of cut out all the extra noise that we hear from the world. And so I started the podcast, The Unhurried Life. And from that, realized that I really loved photography still. And I had a really great system for keeping all of my pictures on my phone organized as I took pictures of my kids and got them into albums. And I had mom saying, how do you make those photo albums? They're so beautiful. And so, well, it starts with your having your phones, phone pictures organized. And so kind of went into that. And then that evolved into, you know, I now just solely focus on helping moms get all of their memories sorted and maintained to pass down to the next generation as well as still podcasting over on the unhurried life. And doing all that. So I feel like that was a ton. (laughs) It was like 45 minutes later, Jen's done talking. So (laughs) no, I, I love, I love your story because there's so many parts. And one of the things that, you know, I hope my podcast lets people understand is that nobody's career journey is a straight line. Everybody's career takes different turns and twists and changes and that it's okay when those things happen. Yeah. Um, you know, oftentimes if you can release your expectations and your plan, if you can release that, then things start surfacing to the top that you weren't letting up because you were, you were trying to fit a mold or do something you thought or chase something you, you saw someone else chasing. And so I found that the more I lay down and the more I step back, the, the clearer that all of this gets to me. So that, that's something that's taken, oh my gosh, like 10 years to kind of start to figure out. (laughs) That is very powerful. What you just said. And it kind of gave me the goosebumps because, you know, it, it really is true. And, and you know, I mean, I think, you know, um, Jenny Randall, she was at Blistem. Um, and so she just, she came out with a new book, um, getting to know God's voice. And so I'm working through it right now. And it's, and it's really kind of that, that thing about laying stuff down, getting out the noise so that you can hear and, and get, you know, and, and figure, figure those things out because there is so much noise, especially right now in in 2020. Um, 
but when I, when I listened to your story, it's funny because I didn't know that you started with a film camera. Um, did you do film the whole time or did you transition to digital? So I did film for a while and this was, so this was actually, oh my gosh, this is going to date me. This is almost 20 years ago, guys. <laughs> I swear I'm not 500 years old, but, um, this was digital cameras were really just surfacing at a, um, consumer level that, that was affordable for a consumer to buy. And so I literally clipped Black Friday coupons to go to an actual camera store. I mean, I'm sure they sold them online somewhere, but that really wasn't a thing. Like Amazon wasn't really a thing yet. And so I went into a photography store, clipped coupons, put down 400 bucks, got a, like the teeniest, tiniest Nikon DSLR that I could get and started messing around with that. And I kind of did a combo of both. And then when I realized how much easier, like, editing and all that was, then I switched over to, well, I guess, let me really clarify, when I was shooting with film, I didn't edit. Yeah. I just handed over the prints, which is crazy to think about. So I guess probably getting a DSLR complicated things, because I had to start <laughs> editing. But it was so cool to be able to see the photo and not guess, like, was that was that a little too dark? I think that was probably a little too dark because even now they have meters to be able to tell, you know, what you should be setting your camera at. Then it was all you. Like it was yeah. all your brain. It was all your judgment. It was all your gauge. And if you're shooting a wedding and you guess, you know, and that you guess wrong, then you're like, oh, sorry, that picture is black or that picture is white or yeah. I'm so sorry. Ooh, that was I missed the kiss. kiss. Uh, yeah. I mean, luckily that never happened because I had been shooting with film for a while at that point, um, that I started when I started doing weddings, but yes. And I did switch over to digital and I feel like there's an extra layer of security there and all of that. And we're getting, we're getting ready to move. And I actually pulled down from the closet that original first camera and I was like, oh, and my husband said, Oh, you need to get rid of that. You haven't used that in ages. And I said, no way I should start using that. I need to pull that baby out. Yeah. So. <laughs> I think about that all the time. Cause um, I, I had a photography business um, for a little while um, when I was in college and I did some weddings. My very, my wedding price was $500. So when you said that <laughs> story like that, just made me like go, Oh my gosh, that's exactly what I charged. But yeah. I started with film too. And I, there's something about film photography. It just, my dream one day is to have my own dark room. Like I just, oh, yeah. I want my own dark room and because developing film, there's something so like therapeutic about it and just uh -huh. so amazing. So yeah. we digress. This is not the path I wanted the podcast to go, but I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm geeking out a little bit because I love photography. Um, yeah. I just, I don't do it well, anymore. So, and it's such a creative outlet to be able to go through and as women, as adults, as moms, as business owners, sometimes we lose our roots when it comes to business and we kind of can get caught up in something that's like, you know, bottom line profit, moving the needle, followers, all these different things. And we forget the, the, just like how we were created to create, we were created to use our hands and to make things. And I think ultimately we find a little bit more passionate. That's why when you're painting or in the dark room or things like that, you can lose yourself in, yeah. in time because you know, you're doing something you were made to do and yeah. yeah so not completely off the path, but. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Um, yeah, it's photography is one of those things that I wish, like, I still take pictures with my phone and love to love to do that and try to be creative and all that jazz. Um, but you said something in there about, sorry, we're going to, sorry, sorry, folks. Oh. I am uh, adjusting my chair because apparently I cannot get comfortable <laughs> at this moment. Got the wiggle. Um, <laughs> so the, um, but you, when you were talking about organizing your photos and everything, um, I definitely, um, I'll, I'll link into link to it in the show notes, but the, um, organization, photo organization thing that you have, like, there's a, a name for it. What is the name of the program? Cause I can't think of it. At the oh, the photo organization plan. That. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, so I created a whole course around it, but I also have several like ways you can get started on that, you know, for free. I have, you know, a three-step audio guide that is I think really fun. And then I have like a five-step total photo organization, which walks you through kind of the, the beginnings of really sorting all of your memories and your story. And I have worked through some of that and um, I, I highly recommend it to anybody, especially if like, I mean, I think I have like 15,000 pictures on my phone or something like, yeah, which that's on the low end girl. Like I think I started off with 57,000. So Um, I will say, you know, I have, um, it's a lot of pictures of food and my cat. Yeah. (laughs) Both important things. Yeah. Um, and so you started the unhurried life. Um, and so you just hit what 50 episodes. Yeah. Yeah. So a year. That is awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you so much. I, I started back in November and the, just the words, the unhurried life kind of were comical for a little while in 2020. Um, but I was striving for it. And honestly, during quarantine, I feel like is when I hit my sweet spot of being unhurried because you just kind of throw the playbook out the window And you're like, you know, we're just going to sit here and have coffee for four hours today. Like, I don't know. You guys go play in the backyard that I'm just going to, I'm just going to sit here. Like, I'm not going to do the dishes. I'm not going to do the, I'm not going to do any of this stuff. I'm just going to be with you guys and be your mom. And so that was an interesting time to, to start that end of the business, but a, a good time too. And I definitely haven't mastered an unhurried life. I'm still learning as I go. And I love learning about it and learning all the simplification and organization. So, but I think I interrupted you. Sorry. No, no, it's okay. I get, I'm, you, you start talking, I just get drawn into to what you're going into and I'm like, Oh man, all the good stuff. <laughs> um, so it started. So, okay. I want to, we're going to step back up just a little bit. So you transitioned. So you had your, um, well, when I met you, you were still pregnant with your third. Yeah. <laughs> I was pretty baby. pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like, is the, you know, cause I forget when was she born? Like January. January. Yeah. This is November. Yeah. It was super yeah. close. And I remember when I booked those tickets to go up to Nashville, my husband was like, you sure you okay with this? I'm like, yes, I'm fine. It's our, it's our third. So I'm like, meh. And I did kind of process through if I did have her on the airplane what would that look like? How would I make sure nobody took pictures of that? Like so weird, you know? Yeah. 
So like, I like really processed through it and I was like, okay, well, if that happens and that's the worst thing that happens, I think I'm okay with it. It didn't happen. She was born in a very strange way, regardless in January. She was born in the hallway. So like me standing up. So still, still a strange way, but definitely not on an airplane. So better a hallway than an airplane. Yeah. We'll go with that. (laughs) And it was the hallway of the hospital. So I didn't have far to go. Um, but going from, you know, figuring out that, okay, you're going to kind of let your business lay low for a little while and then transitioning into like the workshops and teaching and, uh, and then the, the podcast kind of, what was that, kind of what was that thought process and, and what are some of the things that you did to, to kind of walk yourself through that transition? You know, I probably didn't quite do it the right way. Um, because I knew after about 11 years of photography, you know, some people, I have a friend that kind of did this similar thing that I'm doing. Um, she was a photographer. She stopped, she started a podcast, that kind of thing. And she was very sad when she stopped her photography business. It was really hard for them. I, on the other hand, was kind of like, see ya. Like I'm, I'm, I'm done. And at least for now, I I was done at that point because I was just brimming. And also I'll be completely candid. Like photographing weddings is very unique in that you get older and the bride always stays the same age (laughs) (laughs) and your life experience changes and theirs never does. Because you're always photographing somebody that's in their early 20s, or not always, but you know what I mean. And so as my perspective started to change, and that bride that I was booking didn't, I kind of was just realizing, you know, nothing against brides or the wedding industry or anything, but I just was like, you know, this is just not, this is just not where I need to spend my time. And remember 11 years, like Mm -hmm. I've been in this 11 years. And so I was just kind of, I was done and I was ready to be done. And so I closed the doors probably way too quickly. And that cut off any funds that I had coming in to start a new business. So that's what I mean by I started, I, I did things a little bit incorrectly. I did have enough money to kind of float my business until it started making money. But there was a time in there where I saw a big dip and that was, that's hard when you have gotten accustomed to an income and when you have possibly tied some sort of worth or self value into numbers or success into that, which none of that is right. But a lot of that was what was going on. And so I had a few moments where I was really shaky and really uncertain and unsure. And I think I still go through tiny bits of that here and there and where I kind of gravitate back towards, well, maybe I should start doing photography again so I can kind of ensure a couple this or that, but I'm like, no, 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 like this, this is fine. And although starting an online business, you know, in the middle of a pandemic, is a little bit of a tougher place to gain traction. It's not impossible and it is happening. And so I think just resting and really having clarity. And I think I stopped photography and started the business with just like a hope and a dream. 
And so that's where I would caution. <laughs> I'm telling you things not to do. Um, that, that's where I would caution before you dive into business and with, with photography, it was different. I did, I did have a lot more clarity and I did have a business plan. I had structures. I, everything was kind of there. Um, and granted, I didn't have, you know, little children crawling all over me and sleep deprived and stuff when I was starting my photography business, but this go round I did. And so I think when you're starting a business, going into a business, starting something new, you just have to have, you have to have clear vision of what your purpose is so that you make the right decisions to move forward with different aspects of that business. And you don't go chasing all the wrong things. So I think once my, my clarity was there and when I really would rest secure in my purpose, that's when... I got really comfortable in my business and knew exactly what I was being called to do in my business. And that's where, that's when I started seeing a shift and it's so freeing. It is so freeing to know that you don't have to chase this or that or that or this because it doesn't align with who you are and how you were made. And so really nailing that down. And I went through a long process. I had a business coach and all of that to really nail down my purpose and my clarity and my values, but it was totally worth it. And so if you're getting ready to start in something or you just started something or wherever, if, if you can nail down and say those things, your, your values, your purpose, your mission, whatever, I think that's going to help you know if you're on the right track. And I think that's going to help you in your, in your just business journey. And as you talked about that and like your, your values and, you know, getting that clarity, I feel like that it doesn't just apply to business, right? It, it absolutely applies to life in general. Yeah. Um, and kind of, if you have those things that can help you achieve that, that unhurried life that, yeah. that you want. Um, well, that is so true. And actually the first whole chunk of my business coaching was actually life coaching, which is so weird to say, cause I'm kind of like life coach, what? <laughs> but it was, it was nailing down those things for my life first so that I could confirm that my business was part of my life purpose and not vice versa. Cause I think oftentimes we attach our identity to our business and then try and make our life fit there when in reality it's the other way around. Oh, that was good. Yeah. That was good, Jen. <laughs> good stuff. <laughs> like I want to go back and listen to it again. <laughs> rewind. Rewind. Let me, let's go rewind that part right now. I think that there's one thing in there that I want people to know that you've got that I don't think we've touched on yet. And that's the book that you wrote. Um, I would like to, cause even when I went back and, and listened to your podcast where you talked about your, your journey, um, I didn't know all that about the book that you wrote. Yeah. Will you, we tell, um, will you tell the listeners a little bit more about the, about that book? Yeah. So it's called creative business startup and the whole process of writing a book is not near as scary as, I feel like a lot of people have kind of painted it in a picture of it's just so hard. It takes so long, but 
I mean, when you set a deadline for yourself for a college essay, you do it and you turn it in, right? So you just have to set an appropriate deadline and you have to do it and turn it in. So, <laughs> I mean, there is the whole, I think writing the book took less time than the whole editing and publishing and promoting and all of that. But that's also because I had been taking a lot of notes as I went. I've been keeping a lot of, you know, Word docs. I don't think Google Docs was like a thing yet. No, I guess it was. That was because this was only like five years ago. Um, and so the book was just, I, teaching is in my heart. It's in my roots. And I really just wanted to show, well, I was, I was seeing so much rapid success in my photography business. I had women and moms and non-moms and just women coming and saying, how are you doing this? What are you doing? Tell me about your business. And I would sit down and kind of say the same things. I felt like I was leaving so much out and I felt like it was incomplete and I wanted to help them more. And I really wasn't at a point where I could business coach someone. I didn't even really know that was a thing. And so I thought, you know, I'll just, I'll just write all of this down and give it, give it to them because I would rather them have this than to make the mistakes that I made and kind of like a summary of all the best things that I had learned and put into practice. And so that's kind of where the book came from. And my deadline was, um, my husband, <laughs> so encouraging. He was like, you're never going to write a book, babe. And I was like, <laughs> well, 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 I said, what do you want to bet? He was like a trip to Hawaii. I was like, okay. So um, I had to write it and it had to hit bestseller before our son turned one years old and at 11 months it hit bestseller. And so I got to go to Hawaii and that was, that was the deadline I was talking about. It was kind of a self deadline, but it, it was just a way to get my thoughts done and out there. And a lot of the reasons why we don't get our self out there is fear or fear, fear of what people will think of us, fear of rejection, fear of so many things. And so we put it off, put it off, put it off. When I think there's some quote, you know, the, the magic's in what you're not doing or something like that. And so that was, I just wasn't gonna, you know, I had no fear in that, that what I was doing was working. I had the photography business to prove it and I loved teaching it to women. And so why not give that to them? The worst thing that happened is it just sits on a shelf, but I'm like, Hey, I did it. Yeah. You know, I, I put these thoughts and these methods down and I, you know, clicked purchase or whatever, you know, I, it's all done. And so and there's actually, if you want to get your hands on that book, you can go to Amazon and it's on Amazon, but I do have a free, you can get the whole book for free on audio and I can tell you that link. Um, but it's, I want to say it's like jbrazil.com slash free audio. I think but, that's, yeah, that sounds right. Cause I just listened to that episode this morning. Yeah. <laughs> so I think um, that's it's right. in my, it's in my business journey podcast episode. But I, because I just, I, you know, that book, I don't really, I would rather sit down and like have a cup of coffee and help someone get to where they want to be when it comes to their dreams, and their passions of starting a business than make, you know, like $8 or something. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's awesome that, that you have the audio out there for free. I mean, especially right now, it's just so many people, that's how people, they consume oh, yeah. uh, information and 
and I tend to do, I'm still a paper book. Like I want, yeah. I want the physical copy. I highlight, I, I write in it, you know, <laughs> especially when I'm learning something, I'm like, I need to highlight this. I need to write a note about it. I need to come back to it. <laughs> um, I, I bought, um, or, well, on, I had an audible subscription uh-huh. and, and so I was like, I was about to cancel it and I had one credit left. I was like, okay, let me go get up. So I've got inner wild by Carlos Whitaker. Uh-huh. And I started listening to it and it's so good. And I was finally like, okay, I just have to buy the book. I can't just listen to it anymore. Like I need the book. Yeah. I need to work through. <laughs> I do that all the time. It's so like expensive to listen to an audiobook. So I wind up buying the audiobook and buying the actual book. Yeah. <laughs> Story of my life lately, because that's yeah. what I've been doing. Um I've tried to make a promise to myself in 2020 that I would not buy any books. Like that was my goal. Like I have so many books that are unread. Um, and I actually made a vision board for 2020. That was just books to read. That's so cool. Um, I, I took a, what I did, I took a picture of the books. I had them all on one shelf on my bookshelf. Okay. So I took a picture of them and printed it out and pasted it on a canvas, like a little like 10 by 10 yeah. canvas. And it was like, 2020 books to read. And so every time I would finish one, I would highlight it and write the date. Okay. I love that. Um, I have not done well, uh, oh. <laughs> cause I have bought, uh, I've continued to buy books, even though I told myself I would not buy any books. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe we'll, we'll try again in 2021. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Try again. Try, try again. Um, because there are some things I, there are some things that I've learned over the years with reading that if the book doesn't speak to you, just put it down and it's okay. Yeah. But I tend to beat myself up about it. I'm like, but I got to finish that book, but it wasn't working for you, Heather. Like you weren't getting anything out of it. It was wasting your time. Um, because there's one book that I got, it's called, um, the nudge, I think. And it's, it's, it's about the brain and how the brain works with certain things. And, and it was just too, like when I started reading, it was too brainy for me. Oh, like it was just, it was a little too, it was just hard to digest. Yeah. Um, I get that. And so maybe one day I'll pick it back up and it'll bam, like things will like be clicking for me. But when I started to read it the first time, it just didn't. Yeah. Different stages. Yeah. Um, and I think that's something too, like the stages of where you are in life, that's where things change as well. Like that's where, um, you know, change happens in businesses. Like, you know, you had the photography business and then you had, you're about to have your second child. And it was like, wait a minute, I, I don't, you know, I want to be home, you know, and I want to be with my family. So let me, let me see, let me transition figure out what happens, yeah. you know, with this. Um, and I think that's important to, for people to remember. Um, and I say these things for my benefit too. Yeah. Because I have to remember that things happen in oh, stages. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I do too. I am right there with you, sis. <laughs> so the, um, with all of the events of 2020, what are, um, I know, and I sent you this question pre, free podcast. So, um, but in the events of 2020, has anything like, have you made any kind of like big changes or anything new that you realized about yourself or your family or your business? Honestly, I feel like the clarity, gaining clarity, um, 
has kept me from spreading myself so thin. I think before I was trying all the things to live unhurried, which I know sounds silly, but you know, maybe I need to have a better morning routine. Maybe I need to have this. Maybe I need to do that. Maybe I need to declutter everything. Maybe I need to, you know, where as just knowing my own purpose and knowing my business's purpose helped me just get real clear on, you know, what really did I need? Do I need to follow Pinterest trends? Do I need to like, you know, spend time on Instagram wishing, do I, or, you know, can I start my morning off, you know, just, just making those kinds of adjustments. So really gaining in clarity. And we made so many big changes in 2020 with having a baby and, you know, going into quarantine and homeschooling and all of that with just, just like the rest of the world. We, a, a lot of things changed, but truly focusing in on my purpose and knowing my purpose. And I know that's such a vague thing to say, but once you figure out it, know your purpose and work through it, it's so, like I said already, it's so freeing. Yeah. So that's, I think that's the biggest thing that, that we've done, that I've done. Yeah. Knowing your purpose, that's, gosh, that, that's one of those things that comes up like all the time. Mm-hmm. And it seems so, I think we hear it all the time. And so people just kind of let it go. Like, oh, yeah. find your purpose. It's pretty on a sign. Um, but it takes work to It to takes do a lot that. of work. It takes a lot of work and discovery and time. Mm-hmm. You don't just, it's not one of those things you wake up and you're like, oh, I know my purpose. <laughs> and when I say purpose, I mean, like, so I'm a believer. And so I know my purpose is to, you know, help people find and follow Jesus. And sometimes I feel like as Christians, that can be a cop out and be like, well, that's my purpose. And it's like, yes, but how did God uniquely create you and put you on this earth to do that? And that's what you're discovering. And that's what you're finding and just being secure in that and realizing also that your purpose doesn't stay the same for your entire life. It does change with seasons and stages. So I know, I know my purpose now, but I'm going to work through a lot of what I did again in about two to three years and kind of see how things have shifted and changed. And it's not going to be as much work, but just self-discovery and learning and knowing yourself is going to be part of that process every couple of years. And so it's definitely not something you ever really master. I don't think. Yeah. I, 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 could I be agree. Wrong. I'm not a life coach, so I could <laughs> be wrong, but I don't know if there's like, if it can be written in stone now, you know, and I agree. Cause it's, you know, just this year, because I told you before we started recording that we just moved um, yeah. to Florida and we lived um, in the same house. Like my husband and I have been together for 12 years. Um, you know, we've been, we lived in the same house for 11 years, you know? Wow. So it's like, it was, life was just this, you know, wash, rinse, repeat kind of like it got, it got stagnant. And and we kind of had lost that, that purpose. Yeah. Um, you know, as, you know, as maybe this is going to sound weird to say, but maybe lost our purpose as a couple, but also lost our purpose as people individually yeah. and working through COVID. Um, and, you know, I work from home anyway, so my job changed zero. Yeah. It was just after I got off work, we couldn't go out and have dinner. We had to go get takeout, you know? Um, his job was essential. He never stopped going to work. 
so like life for us was very much the same. Yeah. And you know, so the things that we had to work through couldn't was, go out or do anything. <laughs> right. And he's a musician as well. So that all the bands he played and he couldn't do that. He, you know, that was the one thing for him that went away. Yeah. Um, and so it was like the things that we did together normally went away and it was kind of like we had to redefine, you know, us together and COVID and then in making this move to Florida, like I feel like things have changed, but I feel like my husband and I have never been closer. Like we've, you know, you've moved. huh? Since you've moved. Yeah. 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 Through the whole, the, this whole like stressful process of moving and buying a house. Um, you know, I feel like we're closer. I feel like we have our, like our purpose together is now more, you know, we're more in line with what we're doing as, you know, as a couple versus, you know, and as individuals than we were, you know, six months ago, four months ago. three months ago, (laughs) you know, um, you know, so I feel like those, those stages and finding your purpose, it's, it's important to step back and make sure that, you know, every couple of years that you are looking back at it and figuring out where are you on your journey? And is it time to kind of, you know, figure out, are we stagnant? Are we just going through the motions? How do we need to change it up? Um, so let me, I'm going to ask you a couple questions about podcasting because I know you've had some amazing guests on your podcast. What is probably like your most favorite podcast topic that you've done? I love, I love talking about simplification, like anything, simplification, simplification, tips, simplification, methods, simplifying a schedule, simplifying a routine, like cutting out what doesn't need to be there. And like, mm-hmm. what, like we've already talked about with clarity, cutting out what doesn't need to be there helps get you clear on what you do need to spend your time on. And so I, that's personally what I just love, 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 love to talk about and love to hear about and learn about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How, so this, when we talk about clarity and simplifying, getting things out of life, have you, um, do you, do you have Netflix? And cause I know y'all are, y'all are no TV at one point. Yeah. We're screen free. Oh, I'm so jealous of this. That's one thing that people are like, wait, what? I think it's like, now don't get me wrong. There's a TV in our home. Cause my husband watches football, okay. which I was crossing my fingers. It didn't happen this year. I know I'm like one of the only people, but cause I was like, Oh, it'd be so awesome. We go like an entire year without anything. But no, um, football's happening. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay. What? Well, but you live in Texas, and I mean, I'll watch a, uh, I'll watch a rom com yeah. here and there. Yeah. Not like, not like some weird zombie. Like I like, yeah. I like some entertainment every now and then. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. my kids are screen free. My son, who actually started actually like in person school, the first time I picked him up, he's in kinder. Picked him up. Um, one day and he goes, guess what, mom? I said, what? He said, we went to the computer lab today. I said, oh, that's so cool. And he goes, I looked at a screen. I was like, oh, he goes, I looked at a screen the whole time, mom. He said, with a big smile, kind of like, ha, <laughs> like in defeat. I was like, well, buddy, that's 
awesome that you're learning how to use a tool to, you know, look stuff up and learn about and type, you can type letters. And of course, I'm not completely screen free because we're having this conversation on a computer, but work, you know, I have an online business, like there's yeah. very little way, but yeah, but yeah, you're, sorry, that's a, that's no. a random. No, I think it's, I think it's good because I, I feel like screens dominate so much of, of, I mean, my life, I'll just be honest. Yeah. And I wish that it didn't like, I wish that there was more, um, you know, and I try to be very intentional. I've made some, some different habit changes in the past year or two, yeah. um, to, to help rid myself of so much, like just staring at a screen because I work on a computer, um, you know, I'm sitting here doing this on a computer, um, watch TV. Like I get, I get zoned into, uh, into things on Netflix, um, which is terrible. Like I feel so judged when it says, are you still watching? Yes, I'm still watching. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Netflix. Um, but the whole reason I was bringing that up is because the whole, like the big thing right now is the home edit, their show that's on Netflix. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've heard of it. And it's funny because they're, you know, they're about like, okay, let's, it's not like Marie Kondo style. Like, does it bring you joy kind of thing? It is like practical and, and organizing, but I think sometimes we get so involved in the, in the process and making the process pretty Yeah, that we overthink the simplification yeah. of things. My thing, like what's so funny, which I'm such a critic, but I'm like all that like super fancy home organization, like looks awesome when someone comes in your house and does it for you and reveals it. And then like, I kind of wanted them to do like, you know, like in house hunters, where are they now? Like yes. go back, like surprise right here. Is it still organized? <laughs> it's so mean of me, huh? Like, I mean, I don't want them to fail, but I'm also kind of like in the back of my mind is this really practical? Is this really gonna, I mean, and a lot of people keep it organized because it looks so pretty, mm -hmm. but my method in my house has just been like, you know, we just get rid of everything. We just don't have a lot of stuff. And then we only have, you know, two or three things to organize. Like I literally work out of my office. I mean, my office is my closet, my master closet. And so I got rid of almost all my clothes like I'm sitting here looking at them I mean I have this I have this much clothing and we just I mean I don't wear all those clothes anyways and I know some people are like there's no way but I I really feel like it's so much easier to even just get dressed in the morning because I'm like I know all of these shirts fit me I know I like wearing all of them and so I don't know it's just kind of getting rid of this stuff, which that's, that's, I mean, part of just my purpose and my motto is just simplifying and just getting rid of it. Not, yeah. you don't, we don't need it. And so we have attachments for different reasons, but yeah, it's, you know, having just moved, like definitely getting rid of stuff was the name of the game because we moved yeah. into a smaller house. We moved from a three bedroom to a two bedroom. Yeah. Um, probably the hardest thing we moved from three bathrooms like we had a half bath downstairs and two full baths upstairs is we moved to a house with one bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> Getting That's all of that stuff <laughs> into like downsizing the bathroom stuff was the, probably the hardest part. But, um, our friends that also moved at the same time we did, they moved a couple weeks before their simplification was way different than ours. Um, but we both did the same thing. Yeah. We both like downsized and simplified, um, 
but then what we chose to like put back into the home, like pictures. I love pictures. Mm -hmm. And so, but this time when I put pictures in our house, I chose pictures of like us and our friends that it instantly brings back a memory and it, it makes me smile. Like yeah. that was my whole purpose in, in doing, in developing like the walls in our living room and our kitchen. Like, yeah, what a great purpose. Um, cause that's what, like, cause I moved away from my family and a lot of my friends. And so I want those things to be front and center to also remind me every day how thankful I am for the people in my life. Yeah. Um, Okay. Well, Heather, I've loved being here. So much fun. Yes. Thank you for joining me, Jen. Um, I will look forward to seeing you again. Yeah, of course. Oh, all right. Thank you, ma'am. Yeah. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, I hope that you enjoyed my conversation with Jen. There were so many pieces of that conversation that just truly just stuck out to me. And when I said in the middle of it, like I wish I could just stop and rewind it then, when I was going back to edit this, I did that so many times. Just, oh, wait, go back and let me hear that. Is that, you know, something that I want to share in a snippet or, you know, save for you guys in, in some way or another? And I just, I appreciate Jen and her time and just let, you know, letting her be part of this community. I hope that you learn some things from her. And I want to make sure that you know in the show notes, there is a link to the book she talked about, The E-Myth Revisited, that she uh, that she read and really liked when she first was starting her business. There is a link to her audiobook, so Creative Business Startup. You can get her audiobook for free at her website, so the link is in the show notes there. And you can get a link to her total phone declutter. Um, That is in my show notes too. So go follow her on Instagram too for tips and tricks that she shares. Get to see her beautiful little family um, and the different things that she shares as far as simplifying your life, becoming unhurried. And of course, she has all of her podcasts um, up there and linked to her Instagram. So check out the Unhurried Life podcast with Jen Brazil. All right, folks, that does it for today's episode. But as always, like I want you to know every single time I talk to you, I want you to know that you are loved and you are worthy and there are great things ahead for you in this life if you trust and believe in the Lord. So thank you so much for your time today. We will see you back next week with a new episode. So I will see you then. Bye, everybody. So to make sure that you don't miss out on next week's episode, please go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you get notified. Come on and join the conversation over on Instagram and follow me at Ms. Heather B. Dot or at Polka Dot Desk. We are here for you and look forward to bringing you more information about career, customers, and community. This podcast is brought to you by the Polka Dot Desk.